This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. Oh, we said we do a podcast, Al. How are we doing? Oh, good idea, Jerry. Oh, hi, Jerry. It's Monday. It's Monday. Uh, Craig came into work, and he claimed that he had bad seafood yesterday. I think he did. Well, he looked something. Miserable. Right. But my, here's what I was worried about. You know, Saying you have food poisoning is your way of, like, making sure other people don't feel like they're going to get your illness. One of us may fall ill. Then we will realize it was not. It better not be me because I had to talk into that disgusting microphone this uh, morning. My throat kind of feels weird, and I, I don't feel great. And I'm like, mm, if I got what this guy has just because he's thinks it was food poisoning, it's really Are not you put food this out poisoning. There right now? Yeah. I'm not producing tomorrow. Not. I'm not producing and doing updates tomorrow. I didn't mind today. A, today was a boomer day with the Rangers. A lot That's of hockey a weird talk. Spot, Al. Yes, you you hey. were put in a strange spot. So Craig left at eight a.m. You hopped in the chair, and but it know, was all and, boomer talking hockey. Like, what are you supposed to do? It's his show. Nod. Like you know, he said to me during one of the breaks at the end. He goes, "Boy, you know, it's it's not not easy like being the lead." And I said, "You know, listen, if we weren't talking all the hockey, I could have helped you out a little bit." I'm right. Like, I'm ready for baseball. I can't talk about the Rangers and Canadians last night. And it's so funny. No matter what you do, the audience on Twitter wants the opposite. So all people on Twitter are like, you don't talk hockey. Why don't you talk hockey? You right. should love Boomer Talk. Then today was nonstop hockey. What's with all this hockey talk? No one cares about hockey. Why are we playing hockey? The Rain Yankees have won seven in a row. What yes. are we doing? That's funny. I didn't realize that. So, yes, Thad, you were in a tough spot there, Jerry. I wonder, Jerry, if you were one of two million people who watched April the Giraffe give birth this past weekend. I was not. You were not. No. Matter of fact, I started seeing that little hashtag, mm -hmm. and I had no idea what the hell it was for. And then I saw, uh, last night, I saw what it was. But you I didn't saw watch it or anything. A no. uh, giraffe gave birth on uh, an internet camera. Yeah, something like that, whatever. Yeah. Now, my girlfriend is an educated woman. She's a college professor. Right. Uh, when she watched it, this was the quote she gave me. Ooh, it looks like it just pooped out a baby. So, really, <laughs> uh, this was perfect for the internet, I think. Yep. 16 months uh, adventure on the internet for this uh, this uh, giraffe April that gave birth. <laughs> 150 pounds the baby was. The baby giraffe fell out. It's a giraffe. Yeah, and check this out. This is what happens when a baby giraffe falls out of a 
adult giraffe's vagina. 150 pounds uh, falls out of the giraffe, uh, the full adult giraffe, and it falls headfirst, breaking the sack around the baby and severs the umbilical cord all at one time. That's nature, Jerry. That's nature. That also seems really dangerous. How come humans have to cut the umbilical cord, but animals figure out where they just drop them out of their vaginas and they lose the umbilical cord? Why well, do we have to they, cut it the off? Next, maybe, the, maybe the next woman that gives birth, she can stand up and squat down and just let the baby plop out and fall on its head. What were we supposed to do as humans? Like, if you give birth to a baby in the woods, what do you, how do you get the umbilical cord? I have no. I honestly don't know the answer to that. So you wouldn't be able to help someone who was giving birth? I don't birth. know. I don't know how to cut the... I've watched it twice. I'm good. Would you bite it? You watched your births? My sons? Yeah. Yes, both of them. Really? Yeah. You saw them coming out of the tunnel? I did. You did. Was that did. quite a scene? It was quite a scene. Was it... Was it, it was the first time was obviously... More than you expected. No, it was everything I expected. It was. It was not, oh my God, what is the... It was everything. Really? Yes. It was nothing crazy. It was... Everything you kind of get yourself ready for. You know, the first <laughs> time uh, with Matthew, I think even even when she went, when my wife went into labor, you're still in such denial that you're going to be a parent. Now, I was, I guess I was 30, so I was fully ready for it. I mean, not like I was a kid. I wasn't 17 or anything. But you're still like, you know, even when I got that call here in the middle of the night that she was going into labor... I'm driving home trying to still wrap my head around the fact that there's going to be another human being in my house in a couple of days. And all I kept thinking is I'm not, and I have always thought, I always thought I was not cut out to be a parent. I, I, matter of fact, when we first got married, I had told my wife, I'm kind of good if we don't have kids. And she was like, what? I mean, okay. And through the years that we got a little older, we certainly took a little more time to have kids than some do, I guess, at 30. But um, I guess not in today's day and age. Uh, my family. Um you're still thinking like it's not going to happen. Like so I'm not, so I'm not supposed to be a parent. And then all of a sudden, like you're minutes away from her giving birth, and the only thing that was going through my head was, my, just please be healthy. I feel like something's going to go wrong because I'm not meant to be a parent. I really believe that the whole time. And next thing you know, I'm holding a baby. And then you leave with a baby. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing. After a couple of days, it wasn't long. A couple of days. Joseph was a much different uh, experience. But with Matthew, it was, all right, he's good to go. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, when are we going? I'm like, next week. And I remember the nurse being like, uh, about an hour. I was like, who comes with us? Yeah. And I remember getting in the car like, wow, this just got very real. And it was it was different. With Joseph, it was different because I forget if the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck. There were problems with him. It wasn't as easy as Matthew was. And then he went into intensive care a few hours after he was born. That's another story. But ready for it and to see it, but I was ready for it in a different way with both kids, if that makes any sense. Right. So, But when you visually saw it happening, was it, uh, did it, did it seem strange? It seems strange in that there is a human being coming out of that. Right. And yeah, is it strange? It's, you know, I didn't sit there and stare at it. I mean, you know, I, Spent a lot of time up by my wife talking to her, and she was squeezing my hand and doing all that stuff. I, I wasn't sitting there with binoculars, you no. know, trying to get a good vision up the tunnel, you know, for the first strand of hair that was popping through. I right. mean, it wasn't like that. But when the doctor—and it's really amazing how the nurses do 95% of the work, 
and then they'll tell the doctor, uh, doctor, the baby's coming. All right, let's get to work. Okay, here you go. Done. Uh, that'll be hundred grand. And the poor nurses like did everything, but they would tell you, or at least told me in both cases, I think we're ready here if you want to come see the baby delivered. At that point, then I watched. Did you videotape it? No. I did not find that appropriate. I did not. Yeah, I think my sister, I know my one sister definitely videotaped. A lot of people do. A lot of people tape. I, I did not. No. I, my, my, I, to be honest with you, Al, that wasn't even a thought in my head. Yeah. To videotape that. I remember my mother said, of my, I have my older sister, Debbie, she gave birth to twins in the early 90s. And uh, my mother said that she could hear her blood-curdling screams down the hallway. It I'm was sure. like quite a scene. It's tough, man. I- I'll be honest with you. After we had Matthew, I remember telling my wife, I don't want to do that again. Like, this is awesome. And when he was home, it was great. I'm like, I'm sitting there wondering if you're going to pop a vein in your head and yeah. die. And sadly, we had Matt, we had Joseph, whatever it was, five years later, Right after we had Joseph, one of my wife's cousins died during, during, um, it was right after birth. I just, healthy woman and something went wrong and she died. And like, I was like, that's it. No more. I'm, I can't, I'm finished. You know, the scare with the little guy, first of all, I mean, a week in intensive care, not knowing what the hell is going on. And then all of a sudden you see that happen. All right, I got two healthy kids. I'm done. Finished. Clip it. Let's go. Yeah, you, you've rolled the dice, dice enough. I felt like this. All good. I did. I actually felt like we rolled the dice the second time. Only really? because I remember walking away from the first one saying, this kid's done how often? Like It just doesn't seem. <laughs> it seems like a lot could go wrong. Yes, exactly. It seems like a lot can go wrong. So I feel very lucky and fortunate that twice we got through it. And yet you didn't watch the baby giraffe. Didn't watch the baby giraffe. Being born. I'm sorry. I'm, I suck now. How come animals don't need a hospital to have uh, give birth? But we do, humans, and we're supposed to be smarter than the animals. Explain that one. We can let that one sit there. All right. I don't, I don't think we actually do. But we don't need hospitals. People just do the it. Comforts and the benefits of being the human race. I was watching a News 12 New Jersey last weekend, not the one that just passed previous. They were talking to a New Jersey state trooper who had delivered a baby. Sure. And they had video... It was more audio It was because it was video from his dashboard cam, right. but it, you really could only hear it. Right. He was so calm delivering a baby. A State trooper. trooper. Hey, I bet she's done it before. And These the, guys are uh, in and then they go, now. And then it's cool. Then they get to go to the hospital to see the, the mother and the baby. Yeah, sure. You delivered that baby. Yep. You got to stay in touch. Mm, no? I don't know about that. I'd stay in touch for the first couple months, then I'd I mean, be like, ah, it's not really my baby. I just delivered the baby. I know, but if you're the husband. Right. You'd be like, ah, I appreciate right. you helping. But you saw my wife's vagina. Right. I think the relationship's good here. We're good. Yes. Move on from there, I think. <laughs> Jerry, someone has invented clear coffee because okay. they don't want their teeth stained. I like that idea. I don't know that I want how to drink it, clear coffee. It doesn't say how they did it. It's bottled. But it really is, they say, the only ingredients are like the ingredients that would be in coffee. So how do you get a clear coffee bean? I don't know. I don't they know didn't really explain it into this uh, in this article that this I another, have. another oak. So it wasn't you just reading the first paragraph and then moving <laughs> on. <laughs> I actually read this whole thing. It doesn't say how they got it uh, clear, but it's a U.K. product. The UK is uh is London to make the London area clear coffee. coffee. 
The name it of comes the, up. Clear coffee. Is Caribou the, the company that makes it? Uh, no. These are um, David. C-O-R-C-F-F? Yep. David and Adam Nagy, two Slovakian brothers who prefer their coffee strong and their teeth white. They got tired of finding, quote, nothing on the market that would suit our needs. Has no artificial flavors or sweeteners. I don't believe this. Me neither. You think this is a I think this is gimmick? Like, I, I, well, you think I'm, I'm no, being had, Jerry? I'm not going to say it's a gimmick. My guess is it's some sort of coffee-flavored drink. Right. I don't know. I, there's no way it's it's pure coffee. It can't be. The coffee does stain your teeth, though. I had a uh, a dental assistant recently say to me, um, as she was cleaning my teeth, "Do you smoke?" Really? Yeah. I go, "No." What was offensive? Somewhat offensive. And she goes, "Do you drink coffee?" Yes, I do. She goes, "Well, there's some staining." You drink, and you drink a lot of coffee. I do. Right. So I have like three cups a day. That's going to happen. So do you do the whitening strips after you go to the pedicurist? I, I don't. I occasionally, I'll say once a year, I, I do a whitening strip. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Maybe you should try and do that before you go to the dentist next time. That's a good idea. <laughs> then she won't insult you. Prove her saying wrong. Saying that your teeth are brown. Yeah, I didn't appreciate that. No. Have you ever seen people that have teeth, they look like they're made of wood? Wood teeth? Yes. Yeah, my friend George Washington had those. Oh, you close with him? <laughs> I think he's dead. Oh, he's passed. Yes. Yeah, uh, the teeth are interesting things for people because some people that get the fake teeth, the veneers or whatever, they have the giant teeth. But they're nice teeth. Horse they're like teeth. nice white teeth, horse teeth. There are some women, they go, oh, that woman has horse teeth. I've not found that unattractive. I, I find that somewhat attractive, horse teeth on a I woman. I think if you're going to have horse teeth as a woman, you got to be big and tall and have a long face. Yes, and as long as the horse teeth are white, I say attractive. It's better than wooden teeth. Right. Or teeth that are brown. Mm-hmm. You know, that's disgusting. Stained wood, if you would. Stained wood. Ugh. Stay woke with stained Stay wood. Woke. I mean, that. by the way, that was a disaster at the end of the show. Uh, I didn't know what Boomer was getting at. I thought he does the stay classy, but I forgot Craig does Craig stay does classy. Yeah. So he wanted, Boomer wanted me to do stay classy and then stay woke. Right. That's why I kind of wanted a commercial. I wanted, confusing. To do this. I wanted to do the stay oh, classy. Oh, you wanted to do that. I mean, two hours. I thought I could at least right. stay classy. You did do two hours of hockey talk. I don't know how you pulled that off. <laughs> I just look like a mime. That's how. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Jerry, um, there is a potato chip shortage in Japan. Oh, what are we going to do? Now, exactly. What are we going to do? The Japanese chip company, Calbi, they warned the people of Japan that they're temporarily halting production of 15 of their most popular brands of potato chips after typhoons struck the town where all these potatoes are grown. Wow. Now, listen. That's their problem, right? Yes. I read further on in this article. Calbi, the company that makes these potato chips, said it has begun importing potatoes from the United States. Then what are we doing with potato chips? We're going to grow more. We're going to grow more. I don't think we have a shortage of potato chips here. Yeah. Have you been down the chip aisle? There's all sorts of potato chips. Have you Have you looked at society? <laughs> We do love chips. We do. I. By the way, I'll give you a good chip that I started eating. All right. Have you seen in, I don't know what, as you guys like to call it, bougie supermarket you go to. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the brand Way Better? I have not. 
awesome. Way better chips. Yeah. I now, is this the, a live read in the podcast? It's or not. You're no, just telling us no, about I'm it. Just, because Got we're it. talking about potato chips. Know. And no one likes a potato chip more than I do. Yes. To me, a sour cream and onion potato chip is the best thing on the planet. It's aside from maybe Doritos. Those two things I love. And I haven't had either, either of them in forever. But these way, they're called way better. That's the brand name? Yeah. And I buy the black bean. I forget what the hell they're made with. Al, they're tremendous. And I'm very much into when I have my sandwich, I kind of need something you to need go with something it. You need something crunchy. So usually it's pretzels, but I found these way better chips. And now I'm in. And you've uh, scanned the nutritional label, that sort of thing, and yes. everything's all right? Yes. So if I'm I'm bringing it up right now, right. my way better snacks, right? Now you can uh, compare that to regular chip, Jerry, and tell me that it's quote, way better? It is. Yeah, it is. I think in a lot of different ways. It's less fat. It's less all the all the bad stuff. And it's non-GMO, which is, I think, a big deal. So that's oh, kind of good. Got to be non-GMO, Jerry. But here's the thing, though. A lot of times these, these chips and things where you think, where they really pitch it as this is much better than the sure. other products. And then once you really look at the nutritional labels, not that far off. Um, perhaps not, but I think when you look at the ingredients, kind of like what I was talking to you about my mother with the cappuccino, you know, the cake cup last week, that yeah. had oil in it. it. Right. I mean, when oil is the first ingredient, uh, that's a problem. So I think when you look, I'd have to look at the, um, I'd have to look at these a little closer so you don't grill me on it. Cause I'm not a hundred percent sure. And or, knowing you, you'll probably, you or, know, find or, a way to screw me. Or the other thing that they do is they make the serving size like minuscule. So that when you look on the label, like, oh, this per serving is only blah, blah, blah. But then you look, the per serving is like two chips. True. I mean, that's true. So here's what they're made of. All okay? right, Jerry. They're made of yellow corn. Not great. I, Not I great. acknowledge that. That's fine. Sprouted chia seeds. That sounds like it's healthy. They are. Sprouted flax seeds mm-hmm. and sprouted brown rice. Those are the four main ingredients. And then whatever else you get. If you want to get the sweet potato chip. Oh, I want, like that. I like the black bean chip. It's really good. Hmm. Now, would you consider sending these to Japan to help their chip shortage? I would. Yes, I would. And maybe maybe they can lay off the potato chips just a little bit and not take our potatoes. Right. Stop taking... Plus, well, I like a baked potato every now and then. Well, Same you chips. Like, but you like the baked sweet potato. Baked sweet potato. Right. That's all different. That's a good point, it? Jerry. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Uh, and then I saw this, which is came right from uh, my heart, really, Jerry. Three reasons to take an extra day off at the end of vacation. Which I love this idea. You and I have talked about this. Yeah. When you when you go on vacation and people are starting to plan their summer vacations, you have to factor in a cushion date of when you get back from your vacation and you start your work again. You do. I don't. You'll come back a Sunday and come right back to work Monday. Yes, but, but there's oh, only one brutal. thing. To, but there's only one caveat to that. I want to come back early. I can't get home at. Nine o'clock Sunday night. No, but if you get work. home on a, you, well, you got a week's vacation. You you go the morning after, or let's say you go the afternoon, like the morning show ends. Yes, you, I've gone Friday to Sunday. If that's you what you're have. asking, yeah. yeah, two years, not last year. Really, last year we went a little shorter, just based on availability. Last year we went, I think Tuesday to Sunday, and Sunday morning's flight was seven a.m. I was in my house at eleven on Sunday. That was fine. The year before that. When my parents went with us, we my parents went and met us there Saturday to Saturday, or maybe Saturday, I'm sorry, Saturday to Thursday. We flew Friday afternoon after the show at 2.40 or 2.45, and we flew home on Sunday morning the following week. Fine. 
I just I can't get home though in the afternoon or at night. Because to me, here's the thing. You get home Sunday morning, you're in your house by 11, 11.30 now. You clean the house a little bit because it's kind of stale from no one being around. You go food shopping. Then what? Nothing else to do. Yeah, I, I, I do love a full extra cushion day, though. I don't want to go to work the next I day. I get bored, though. Yeah, you, you don't like to be, um, you don't like to have time off and not have a game plan as to no, where you're going. I don't like the idea of waking up and having nowhere to go and nothing to do. They call that, Jerry, a staycation. That, they call that stupid. Oh, you don't like that? A staycation. I a hate staycation. That. I mean, that was whoever came up with that. Oh, shoot yourself. A staycation. That's not, to me, it's time off. It's not a vacation, though. That's true. You know, I don't, I've done that a few times. And then I go back to work. I'm like, I feel like I just wasted a week. I should have went to work. But then you would really, like, during a staycation, Jerry, you would enjoy your pool. Here's the problem. More so. Here's the problem. And I guess this is where we're spoiled. I am home at 1237 every single day. I use the pool every day. I, I, there's no, and maybe that's the difference between us and people that work regular hours. They can enjoy that stuff during the week. Whereas... Al, we have nothing to do all afternoon. That's true. So you would go swimming. I have a staycation every week. If I end up moving down near you, Jerry, I'll be over at the pool. I have a question for weekends. you. Weekends. I have a you question. And I. Yes, Jerry. When you move down near yes. me, will I ever see you? Oh, of course. I doubt that. We'll be going to uh, Big Ed's Barbecue. Big Ed's Barbecue, by the way, was the first place I took my wife. It was not Big Ed's, though. It was just a restaurant. It was a bar and grill before Big Ed took it over. That was the first place me and my wife went out. I can. Re- I don't recommend many places, Jerry. I recommend Big Ed's Barbecue in, uh, is that Old Bridge or Matawan, whatever right they... right on the border. I yeah. think it's Old Bridge, Big Ed- but it's right on the border. Yeah, he calls it Old Bridge. Route 34. Yeah. Route 34 uh, North. It was terrific. Although I don't understand this about restaurants, and Big Ed's is, is one of these. They do an all-you-can-eat, like... Yeah. Well, wh- how do you make money doing that? All-you-can-eat stuff. Like, I could have ordered a whole nother plate of pulled chicken for no extra money. I guess they're making so much money on what they're giving you. What'd they charge you? I think it was $15. Okay. I mean, how if much I could do have you think? pulled chicken out of my butt for uh, all night, all night long, I could have uh, eaten for that price. I don't understand. Like, I think eventually you get full and you'll stop pulling stuff out of your butt. What about large guys that love like an all you can eat? That's a great question and I can't answer you. I don't yeah. know. Big Ed could answer it. Big Ed, get a Big Ed on the podcast. You hear that, Big Ed? We need to know uh, what you do at All You Can Eat if a large people come in. Big Ed. Guys with big appetites. By the way, some people with huge appetites are not even that large. We see people that win those uh, eating contests. They're not large. They just know how to eat. They just know how to eat. There are people that know how to eat. There are people that can put it away. Eating contest? Yeah. That I don't go for. An eating contest? That just seems nasty. Or like when you go to a place and they go, oh, if you eat the uh, 96-ounce porterhouse, it's yours for free. Um, Oh, great. Yeah, disgusting. And how about the vomit uh, bin you give me? You got to eat the grizzle, though, too. Give me, ugh. Give me, um, we got to go, but give me the over-under. Over-under. Well, give me the odds on Craig being in tomorrow. I'm going to say. I say he's definitely in. I'm gonna give it eighty uh, percent that he is in. You actually think there's a chance. He I won't say be there's in a twenty percent chance he has uh, really about. Well, my twenty percent that I'm giving him is that it wasn't in fact food poisoning, 
which he thought it was. Then it's like a And he finds virus. out it's a stomach virus of Great. some sort. And then one of us will have it. And I got to go. And then you used his microphone, so unfortunately you'll have it the next day. And then so. I sue CBS because they made and me Then you'll that. sue everyone. <laughs> okay, uh, warm-up is next. It was terrific because it was a Monday. Really good, solid stuff. I forget what the topics were. Sports. Sports talk. So it's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. Oh, happy Monday morning, Al. What's going on? Oh, hi, Jerry. What a brutal, and I mean with a capital B, and I know this is Captain Obvious, fine. What a hideous weekend for the Mets who could have swept the Marlins and instead lose their last three games in the final turn at bat. I mean, just a lousy weekend. With the big three pitchers, Jerry. Oh, and they pitched great. They really did, all three of them. And Harvey yesterday, who was so worst enemy with that stupid throw down the right field line, uh, trying to pick off D. Gordon, uh, he was great. DeGrom the other night, great. Syndergaard, terrific. And they win none of these three games. Except for uh, Syndergaard's fingers, Jerry. Evidently, there's some more problems. So in the game, I was watching the game Friday night, and you see him in the dugout looking at his fingers again. And they were like, oh, is it the blisters? Or No, now he's cracking fingernails or splitting nails. I see. I saw, uh, I guess it was Saturday, whenever it was, Saturday morning maybe, you know, fingernail ripped off or something. And my first thought is like the whole nail. And then they're like, I'll be fine for his next start. How? Well, he says if they're too short, his fingernails, he gets blisters. Too long and they split. <laughs> this guy's a mess. He's how about a he disaster. Tapes, how about he tapes it? Oh, you can't tape it. I forgot. Oh, that's right. Because he'll throw the, I mean, the ball off, Jerry. It's unbelievable. I mean, he's like Rich Hill of the Dodgers with these finger problems. Are you the type of guy that would go for a, a pedicure or a manicure yourself? I never have. You've never got no, your nails done? I have never got, and I'm sure you do. I know Boomer has. I have one time, but I get my my feet done sometimes. Where? Pedicure. Like At in town? Place, in town. Or on vacation. See, if you no, go on in vacation. Town. <laughs> I think it's cool if you go on vacation, you want to do that. You're never going to see the people again. Right. I don't know that I could go in town or walk into a salon and get my nails done. It's awkward because it's you and uh, women. Bunch of women well, getting their fine. feet done. I'm just, I don't it's know. It's also What's very weird? awkward whether it's uh, the nails or the toenails. When someone else is cutting your nails, you feel like you have no control of if they're going to get it too short. Right. Then I'm going to end up like Noah Syndergaard with blisters and or split nails. So one time for you. And why have you not gone back? For the fingernail thing? Well, for whatever. No, yeah. I've got, I've got the fingernails I got done once. The, the oh, you're pedicure, a regular, I'm a regular. Are you really? Monthly. Hold on a second. I'll go once a month. You get a pedicure once a month. That's right. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. It's quite relaxing. They How rub is your it legs. possible that I've done this podcast with you every day now for two years, and this is the first I'm hearing of this? Uh, well, I don't like to brag, Jerry. And every day I learn more and more yeah. odd things about you. I'm thinking of taking Noah Syndergaard with me the next time I go down <laughs> for my next monthly thing. I think you could do that. Although his feet must frighten people because he's got he's a, a large yeah. man. Did you see him and DeGrom yesterday? They were playing, uh, I forget what it was, with the, with the shovel and the broom and the bullpen. I mean, talk about guys that just have the life right now. I know, they're, I know they just haven't won a few games in a row, but yeah. I mean, who's doing better than those guys? Well, other than uh, the, his fingers. The I, I split nail means going literally right down the middle, Jerry, a crack. Disgusting, yes. Which is, I don't understand how he's going to be able to pitch then. If he's got a crack, that's got to be so much pain. Wouldn't you think? Did you ever lose a toenail or a nail? I have nail? not. Luckily enough, I have not. I no. lost a toenail once. In the in the salon? No, not in the salon. Uh, well, I was playing street hockey many years ago. The running and stopping, running and stopping. 
and uh, it get, turned purple and oh, you were some off. sort of an athlete. That's right. You weren't used to the running and stopping, running and stopping. <laughs> no, I was very aggressive as a player, Jerry. <laughs> like, obviously, like in baseball. Please, I don't want to have to be up with the game on the line. No, that I never wanted. <laughs> no, you didn't. I was not a pressure player. <laughs> You'd be on the on-deck circle saying, don't walk him, don't walk him, hit the ball. I did see that this weekend that Bill Belichick <laughs> said uh, of, amongst the things he looks for in, in players he's going to draft is the guys that can do it when uh, the game is on the line. Not you. That was not me. <laughs> I did not You're want out. it on the line. Uh, and that's how you know whether you want to play Little League, I think. Like, your kids, when they get to an age sure. where they're like not sure if they want to play, they this is what you should sit them down and say. When the game is on the line, do you want the ball to come to you right. or not? Right. And if they say not, then they got to get out. out. Get out. They're out. <laughs> do something else. It's funny. Jerry, the uh, New York Jets had a uh, player suspended over the weekend, uh, Nick Marshall. Never heard of you. <laughs> anyway, he was the third Jet this off season. They're having a great off season. <laughs> By the way, I never heard of any one of the guys, I know. but they are on the Jets and they are getting suspended. Um, and then it came up that the Raiders, who have the worst reputation, you would think, right? Like when you would say, a lot of penalties. Who's the criminals of the NFL? Always the Raiders. Historically, they were bad okay. guys. They are now the team with the longest streak without a suspended How long are we player. up to? Did it say? I didn't get that far. <laughs> it's what long, do you read, though, the first Jerry? two paragraphs and move on? <laughs> no, I was so <laughs> thrown because the Raiders are known for the skull and crossbones. Well, they're, they're tough also, guys. I think I'd have to double check this. I also think on the field they're the most penalized team. I oh. want to say four or five, and it's not even close, I don't think. Like four or five years in a row. But they don't get arrested. Well, that's a positive. I honestly didn't. I don't know. I didn't realize we kept uh, we kept tabs oh. of the streaks of arrests. Oh, we keep tabs. By the way, how about the fact that Aaron Hernandez was found not guilty for that double that. homicide the other day? Don't now he's still that. in jail for life, and I get that. Which brings me to another point: Why are we wasting money and time if the guy's in jail for life already, without the possibility of parole? What? further could have happened to him had he been found guilty of the double homicide? Did he just add years on to after death? I guess, but I guess it gives some satisfaction to the families. Like, yes, he was found yeah, guilty. I suppose. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I was stunned, though, when it came across the other. It was a Friday, I guess, Friday afternoon, yeah. we found out he was not guilty. I didn't realize he was still in uh, jail for life. Yeah. What yeah. It, because when I initially Old heard Brown it... was the guy he was found guilty of murdering when i when i initially heard it that he was found not guilty i was like oh no he's gonna get out and go looking for <laughs> someone's gonna sign him <laughs> and stupid NFL. he's gonna go looking for the people that went against him in court <laughs> that'd be my biggest fear always um, did you ever think of that like if yes, you were a juror of course. let's say you were a juror in the aaron hernandez case and uh, he gets found uh, innocent yeah but you were really pushing for his guilt He's going to come looking for you? Well, you'd have to find out. How would they find out who was voting for guilty and not oh. guilty? I mean, you'd really have to get in deep to figure that out. And at that point, if you get away with it, just move on. Right. I guess some of these guys are so dumb they probably don't, hmm. which does make sense. Uh, quick break. we got a couple more stories to get to uh, from football stories and maybe Phil Jackson, Phil too, Jackson. because that was theater. On Friday for sure. And then Boomer and Carton at the top right here on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's like a podcast on the radio. 
Sort of. All right, welcome back. Boomer and Carton coming up at 6 o'clock here on the fan. Just quickly, Yankees with a terrific win last night over the Cardinals. Had a wonderful weekend. They've won seven straight, 9-3 the final last night. You had the Aaron Judge triple. Was it a home run? Was it a triple? And then Greg Bird uh, with the two-run homer as he was slumping but is no longer. Tonight, the Yankees take on the White Sox. Uh, Mets lost just another brutal game, 4-2 to the Marlins. J.T. Riddle, his first career home run. The game winner after the Mets. I don't know if you saw this or not uh, on Sunday, Al, but... You know, the Mets throw out Marcelo Zuna at the plate, and you think, all right, they got it. And then this kid, it's, a, it's I'm really unbelievable the weekend they had. So we got that. The Mets are off today. They play the Phillies uh, tomorrow. Canadians did beat the Rangers 3-1, so the Rangers down two games to one. And just quickly, Rockets blew out the Thunder. Bulls beat the Cell. How about that, too? And then I know you want to do the football story. Charles Barkley is on TNT before the Celtic game, and he's going off on how if this was because of what happened, Isaiah Thomas, his sister, died in the car accident on Saturday, saying he would give 200% if he was Isaiah Thomas, his teammate. He's going to get him through, and Shaq's like, I'm with you. I'd be diving on the fly. I'd be doing everything I could. And Barkley's like, the Bulls have no chance tonight to win. And then the Bulls go out and beat them. So there you have it. And then you had a couple other football stories. Yeah, you know the uh, former Jet and Raven, uh, Conrad Ruland? Yes. He's the tight end. Well, he had a crazy aneurysm and passed away a couple, I think, a year ago. And uh, his heart and uh, kidney went to Rod Carew, who was looking for one, Jerry. Well, are you an organ donor yourself? Yes, I am, yes. You are. You know, it's funny. I never was until I honestly was around Craig and Boomer and learned about it and became one, yeah, probably nine years ago or so. Now, his family then listened to his heart beating in Rod Carew. No kidding. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Now, do you think part of that guy is in Rod Carew, his spirit? I suppose you could say that, yes. I don't know if I believe all that spirit stuff. I do. But his organs Fugazi, are in not Fugazi, Eddie. And oh, so Fugazi. You don't believe that for a minute. Him. His soul. Eddie, he believes in haunted houses yes. and hotels. It's so, possible yes. his soul is in Rod Karuna. That was a very nice thing to do. It was a very nice thing. And yes. Phil Jackson spoke uh, Friday, but we were all oh, gone by then. Did he ever speak Friday? And now the uh, NBA PA is yeah. not happy with I don't with understand him. why. Though. Because they Based don't like what uh, that that uh, that a player under contract that he's saying uh, yeah he'd be better else off somewhere else. That's his problem though. Here's by the way here's the clip from Phil Jackson. Oh. We've not been able to win with him on the court at this time, and I think the direction with our team is that he is a player that will be better off somewhere else and using his talent somewhere where he can win or chase that championship. He's basically saying, we're not close. This guy wants to win. Maybe he'd be better off going and trying to win somewhere else. You know, in print, it looks hideous. And even when you watch it, it wasn't yeah, it so didn't good. sound great. But if you actually think about what he's saying, I mean, haven't we all been saying this now for a year that Carmelo is better off going somewhere else? I mean, Boomer's been saying it every day for a year, right? So Phil Jackson said maybe he shouldn't have said it, but it's probably not all that off. And then Porzingis was supposed to meet with the Knicks, but he went uh, bike riding in New York instead. All right, he skipped it. He's he now officially an NBA player. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, the whole thing. Meetings? Carmelo finally rubbed off on him. <laughs> you meetings? Can't. No, not for me. I'll you pass. do whatever you exactly. want, whatever you want, however you want to. Just pay me my damn money and get out of my face and don't bother me. He's going to be paid his money. But the Knicks are an absolute mess because now you have agents. And they've been saying this. But, I mean, after yeah. what happened Friday, they are, they are saying the Knicks are a disaster. And they're oh, really? Go, I don't know if they'll keep their clients <laughs> really? away. I mean, this maybe they should have listened to this radio Again, show for the last Again, we just gave years. you credit. Yeah.